With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In your corner, saving one investor at a time. Working for clients, not companies. All while bully-proofing portfolios. Totally committed to sharing academic truths about investing. Always representing Main Street and not Wall Street. It's your Sound Money team. And this is the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. Hello and welcome to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Borth. And we are a registered investment advisory firm. We are independent. We do work for clients, not companies. To receive your complimentary and personalized financial income plan, give us a call at 513-575-9654. Perhaps you're seeking some advice, individual advice on an old 401k, 403b, some type of employer-sponsored plan, perhaps even an NUA analysis. Here's the point. If you're no longer with the company, then as a rule, your money should not be there either. So we can help you take control of that, whether that's rolling it out into a tax-neutral IRA, splitting it with the NUA. Give us a call, 513-575-9654. Our website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Email team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Our home office is in Milford, but we also have locations in Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence, Greg. Well, today we're going to look at uh, how behavioral biases can affect your investment success. It can do that to about anything a bias can, unless it happens to be leaning into the right bias at the right time for the right reason. And if you lean into some bias about you want to be successful on purpose with your retirement, your investment success, then we are here to help you. But in the meantime, let's learn how to take some emotion right out of the investing and help you be successful in your overall retirement. If um, you recently retired or plan to retire, say in the next three to five years, you may be feeling a bit anxious, perhaps even overwhelmed, right? And the emotions of investing, that's a big one. Um, you want to make your smart financial decisions as you approach retirement, and it's not an easy task. So it's understandable if you feel a little bit under the gun, a little bit of pressure. It's human nature that our emotions, our even uh, behavioral biases, can sneak up and impact and influence, and for some reason, uh, even control our decisions and our decisions making as we're going to you know, make decisions uh, about investments or financial aspects of our, our life. So, you know, when you consider that these are in effect impulses, <laughs> the impulses that affect decisions that can undermine outcomes and this outcome could be hindering your investment success and your overall retirement outlook. What are we going to do about it? Hmm. Well, if we learn to overcome the emotions and the behavioral biases, just like a little bit of, say, psychotherapy with you and your money, we can learn to control our reaction, right? You know, you have an action and you have a reaction. If you think about it, you should take an action and your action is purposeful. It's intentional. And if it is pre-thought, kind of pre-planned, there's a word in the root word there, plan then you can have a better outcome. You can shape and mold uh, with a vision. You can craft, you can make, you can pre-create, uh, even, I guess, procreate uh, 
your investment outcome. And if you think about an artist with a vision who approaches a blank canvas, has a selection of colors, paints, oils, could be chalk, it could be it could be pen, pencil, it could be Crayolas, whatever it is, you take and you apply these elements to the vision and craft, you know, maybe less than perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect, but we can we can get to the center ring of um, the center circles of the, of the bullseye and really have um, a dreamy, a dreamy outcome and make that dream real. So you might call that making informed decisions, one foot in front of the other. Here we approach the season where I just love those, those shows. They're going to start popping up again, Christmas shows. I know it's pretty cheesy, but that one song from, um, let's see, The Year Without a Santa Claus or Santa Claus is Coming to Town, there's that, that fella, just, he just has a new beat, a new rhythm to life. Is it just put one foot in front of the other? You just got to do it. One foot progressively, incrementally in front of the other towards your objective. So in today's show, we want to explain some of the more, let's say, practical and common behavioral biases um, that we see and show you some ways to take out the emotions when you're investing and make your hard-earned dollars work best for you to help you be successful in this retirement concept. And just like anything else in life, the emotions can and often, well, they can get the best of us uh, when it comes to something as significant as retirement. Well, we want to make sure you avoid the impulsiveness and the rash decisions that could ultimately harm you your family, your retirement, your cash flow, your unemployed 20 to 30 years called retirement. So just a few things to think about, maybe even count them out. 10 thought-provoking questions, James, that tie into today's show. Oh, yeah. So for starters, what exactly are behavioral biases? Maybe some examples of what's the snake bite effect? What's the fear of regret? How about the disposition effect? Some of the different biases that we have built in, that's just simply sometimes it's easier said than done when we tell clients to don't worry about something. Or if you say that in a relationship with your significant other, hey, don't worry about it. Easier said than done, right? What are some common risks that it comes to retirement that need to be prepared for? Sometimes it's the individual me versus the collective we. What can you actually control when it comes to retirement? Not only retirement, but also the plan that you have for retirement. Again, the individual me versus the collective me. What is our plan? How can overconfidence impact not just your retirement, but your investment success when it comes to preparing for retirement? What steps can you help, can you take to help take the emotions out of your investing decisions? Maybe not completely eliminate the emotions, but to maybe mitigate or downsize or to just simply control your emotions when it comes to your investing decisions? And then how can my financial advisor help to to control the emotions when it comes to investings and to help build a plan that allows confidence in retirement? Greg? Yeah, you know, rather than talking about typical retirement topics and and, and vehicles, uh, 401ks, pensions, Social Security, et cetera, or even, um, well, even as specific as, hey, you know what? If there's part of your money you don't want to lose money on, come see us. If there's part of your money you want you know, incremental growth, some guarantees, guarantees against loss, guarantees participation of some of the upside of the market, come see us. You're interested in a 12, 16, 18% bonus, even as high as 30%, 35% bonus on your money up front, added to your money, becomes your money, invested over time. Now, are there some, are there some limits to some of this? Yeah, there's some implied limits, like some are fully insured investments that create flows of income, cash flow for life, like a pension or social security check. Others are just giving you a little bit of bonus and some participation in the market. How much participation? 
about eight uh, percent of the upside, none of the downside of the S and P. Uh, even as high as uh, twelve, and even I've seen one product out there for fourteen percent of the upside. There's no bonus, but it's for growth and safety. We have a little bit of everything, even market solutions. We have market solutions that will over eighteen months um, allow you to participate eighteen point seven zero percent of the upside of the uh, the lesser performing of the S&P or the Dow. So just think about that. It's really simple. It's not, it's not as confusing as maybe it rolls off the tongue here on radio where you can't see it, but you can hear it. Well, envision it. 18 months later, what's the outcome of the lesser of the two, the S&P 500 or the Dow? Whatever that result is, write it down. You get 18.7% of that. So if it's 16%, you get 16. If it's 20, you get 18.7. Get it? 18.7 of the upside. What if the result is negative? Just for whatever reason, the market ends up lesser than where it started, lower, right? You get none of that, you get 100% protection to the downside. So there's a little bit of something for everyone. And you want some quality stocks, the best companies on the planet, best that we can actively filter, sort through, hold on your behalf for your investment purposes. Yes, all that's standard with us. We will help you draft the plan, project the cash flow that you need in retirement, get the collection of the investment vehicles right, line them all up for your success, but then there's this other aspect that it's kind of like the elephant in the room, but, you know, it's just something you don't map out in black and white because it's kind of in the gray. And that gray would be the emotional you. This is back to the biases that can surface, the emotional driven uh, actions and activities that aren't necessarily good for your financial health. So, so let's look at shedding some light on those emotions. People come into our office and they think they have a retirement puzzle solved. Well, they believe they know how to time the market. Here's timing the market for you. Are you ready? It's about time in the market, not timing of the market. Get it? Got it? Good. That's a fact, and that will serve you well, and we want your plan to serve you well. So making every right decision when it comes to your money is a byproduct of a number of inputs. And it's not to say it isn't possible to get everything just right. I guess you could buy serendipity, get it all just right. But it's a collection of most probables all bound together to become a highly probable outcome that is the successful you opposed to seeing people make rash decisions uh, because letting emotions get the best of you will equate to making those types of decisions too. So today, going over some of these behavioral biases common as they are across all age spectrums, including those nearing retirement, already in retirement, want to stay successfully retired, etc. So we'll give you a few tips as we go along and uh, some of the biases to avoid that can affect you. Well, so, here's an example of maybe the most common bias that we see and hear about is People who think that, well, annuities are bad. Across the board, they think annuities are bad. And yet at the same time, they think Social Security is good or pensions are good. When in reality, Social Security, pension, annuity, they are all forms of annuities. It's just a matter of who administers that particular annuity product. Is it the federal government, Social Security? Is it really tied to your your company plan, which is typically a pension, where is a private insurance company, which is the what we think of as just regular annuities? And again, there's good, bad, and ugly for all of these different items. It's just as a matter of does it fit in your overall retirement plan? Yeah, James, on that subject, any clients out there of ours, you're curious about annuities, give us a call. If you're out there and been to dinner seminars and someone's pitched you an annuity and you're curious about it, Give us a call. Don't call an insurance agent. Call a financial fiduciary to sort out what's best for you and to get you lined up with your success on purpose, not for a commission check. Oh, they're right. There's more. There's much more. Our phone number, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. 
But stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC, the talk station. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Opinions expressed are solely those of Brown Financial Advisors and should not be interpreted as specific advice. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified investment advisors prior to implementation. Market-based investments involve risk and past performance is no guarantee of future results. Insurance-based investments offer guarantees based upon the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. All insurance, tax, and mortgage services are offered through Brown Insurance and Tax Advisors. LLC. Brown Financial Advisors and Brown Insurance and Tax Advisors are affiliated companies and may only transact business in those states in which registered or were otherwise legally permitted. Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Borth. And we are an independent RIA. That's a registered investment advisory firm. We do work for clients, not companies. That's Main Street and not Wall Street. Our phone number, 513-575-9654. Website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Email, share your thoughts to team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. And our home office is in Milford, but we also have locations in Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence, Greg. You know, just uh, looking at our topic here, how behavioral biases can affect your investment success. Let's look at the word bias itself. Your source of financial services and information, your source of advice matters. Um, As financial fiduciaries, we approach each situation, that being yours, and without a bias. The bias is, uh, if there is any bias, it's for your success. What tools, techniques, approaches, strategies, and overall planning uh, products, too, are going to align well and best for your outcome, your desired outcome? So along those same lines, if it, if it comes down to an insurance product, um, are we licensed to do so? Do we have a, a solid survey of the land and understand all the products are available and how they fit and how they work? Yes, as licensed and certified in many areas, including insurance to and financial planning, et cetera, and as a team, really robust and deep when it comes to um, licensure certifications. Um, this can this can mean the difference for you falling short or just cruising through and being successful. Uh, as mentioned, when it comes to safe money solutions, fully insured solutions, if you have an annuity product or a life insurance product and you're wondering if you should have it at all, or if you're considering the purchase of an annuity or some kind of fully insured solution for your investments, your your investment and savings accounts. Uh, you've you've seen TV ads, commercials. You've um, heard radio. Uh, you've seen thirty minute TV programs on local TV stations. You've been to live presentations at dinner seminars. Please, buyer beware. You may find that some of these elements or components or characteristics of annuities are very appealing, and they are. For the right purpose, an annuity can be something that only the annuity can solve for, a fixed or fixed index annuity that has no market risk. But be careful that it's not just any annuity is best for you. The annuity that's best for you is the feature-rich annuity that's high on feature, high on solution, low on commission. Don't be buffooned or bamboozled 
by insurance agents acting like financial advisors. It happens every day. You need a real financial advisor who's holistic and help you with all aspects of your financial decisions, including the proper review assessment of any annuities you currently have. With higher interest rates, they might be replaceable and, and um, upgradable. And or if it's your first endeavor, your first dive in the old pool of, of owning an annuity, you want to own the right one. They're longer-term solutions. You don't step in it um, with eyes anything but wide open. We want to help you make the best decision. So we're qualified to help you in that. And we're skilled. And we're also having a certification that's to represent your best interest, meaning a fiduciary standard. It can't be just any solution we throw at you. It needs to be the one we deem the best of amongst other peer group solutions for you to own, not for what it pays us, but what it provides you. So give us a call. We'll fully assess your current situation, do a portfolio review, see what you're holding, why you're holding it, align everything back up, make recommendations, not hold anything back. It's complimentary. Even your questions about whatever you think you're hearing and think you're seeing in the marketplace. We're here to serve you publicly. Just give us a call. We'll help you assess exactly what you're dealing with for your best outcome. So again, consider the source, someone who is only licensed to provide insurance advice, not certified or licensed to give investment advice. Keep that in mind if that's who you're listening to, what they're actually licensed to sell you versus what they might be advising or trying to advise you on. Same with a banker, a broker, an advisor. You need to be an advisor can help you with all things and make sense out of the different um, investment choices. They're like bullets in in a gun. You want to have each bullet loaded up for the purpose, for the right target, the right outcome. And then fire, ready, aim, fire. And another one, Greg, those who are captive versus they are independent. How about that one? Well, captive, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. You're not going to, let's say you need a solution like Allstate has, uh, but you're sitting in front of a State Farm representative. You're not going to get Allstate at State Farm, right? You're not going to get oftentimes the right solution um, that you may need if it's not something the mothership has the advisor slash uh, salesperson sitting in front of you. If they don't have that in their toolkit because they're not allowed to, you're in a captive environment. You're going to get what they got. And then guess what? You've been got, gotten, whatever you want to say. You need what you need. Wouldn't you agree? So where do you go to get that? A place that can actually provide it that's not limited in any way. That would be us. We work for you. The entire, um, you know, the, the wide, big wide world of solutions that are out there can be our toolbox. We'll reach in and take out the tool you need for the right purpose. So watch out for just captive. doesn't mean what they offer is bad. It just may not be what's best for you. And wouldn't you want the best for you? Yeah, here's, here's maybe a summary of the conflict of their interest. It goes like this. Those who are captive, their number one client is the mothership company. They work for the company. Right. Those who are independent, you are the number one client. That's the big difference. You're the boss. All right. Now, going going back to emotions and why that's sometimes hard to deal with, especially when it comes to your money. We hear this once in a while when the markets are doing what they're doing, especially in times of volatility is, we'll hear this. I watch my investment accounts every single day. Now, that might be true, but we only hear from the clients when the markets are not doing quite as well as what they would like or what they've anticipated. So, And that's kind of the squeaky wheel syndrome, if you will. But when markets do drop, sometimes significantly drop like they did in 2022 or go back to March of 2020 or hit the way back machine to 2008, 
That's when fear sets in, or that's when fear maybe takes over. Now, the two main emotions that drive our decisions seemingly in the markets are fear and greed, or greed and fear, depending upon what comes first, what comes second. Now, the most successful investors are the ones who don't let these two emotions control their investment decisions. Sometimes we have to remind ourselves, like, when is the best time to go shopping is when something's on sale. That's when the best time to buy something is when it's on sale. Now, understanding when it's on sale versus just simply, hey, my market accounts lost money today, I don't like it, and I'm not handling that well. It's causing me not to sleep all at night. Those stomach acids are just turning, and I'm just not really handling it well. That might also be an indicator that you're taking on too much market risk. Sometimes that's really the root of all of these problems is that you have too much money of your nest egg at full market risk, and you're not wired necessarily to handle that. Think of it as that commercial for like a sleep number bed. Everyone has their sleep number, right? apparently. Well, the same goes with market accounts. Everyone has their risk number when it comes to their market-based accounts. What is your risk number? And, you know, just to kind of put this, you know, type into a bow and put this into another category is come see us if you just want to simply learn more about not only yourself, but also your investments, what you own, maybe why you own it. So call us. It's a complimentary consultation, 513-575-9654. Call us, we can help. Greg? You know, when the market's up, you can't capture the exact highs of the market. You can't time, predict, and capture the highs. At least not consistently. Correct. And then um, by having a good mix of diversified uh, stocks, let's say, in the stock market, that um, owning some of the best companies on the planet ongoingly over time, that works quite well. And then as those cycle lower, you know, those, those companies, good companies, are active managers. We find great companies on sale. We want to buy those when they're down. Volatility gives us the opportunity to buy great companies lower at a lower price. So you don't capture the lows unless you emotionally react to markets and you sell when it's down because you can't take anymore. What'd you just do? You captured the bottom. You now own the loss because you sold at a loss. Otherwise, you're just cycling up and down. You know, you're up and then you sell, you capture a gain. You're low and you sell, you capture the loss. The real journey is about a diversified mix of actively managing, owning the right things for the right reason over time, cycling through, re-weighting, making substitutions here and there, and then time. What is the average rate of return? It's somewhere between the highs and the lows. So that means you need to be in for all cycles of the market to get your average rate of return, which would be somewhere in the middle. Your wealth will build over time in doing so. So what does it take to get an average rate of return over time? So it's time in the market. Again, it's not timing of the market. Well, the timing kind of goes like this too. When people are timing and not doing a good job of timing, they sell when the market is down, they've gotten out, and then they miss the rebound when the market comes back up. And only after it's come back up, do they get back in. So in essence, you, they have lost twice in this particular example because you captured all the downness of your investments of the market and then you missed the rebound. You missed the upside growth of what should have been part of your investments. And instead, you only got back in after it had come back up and then you rinse, repeat this whole cycle all over again. Anyways, there's more. There's much more. Our phone about the office, 513-575-9654. Calls we can help, but stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC, the talk station.
Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Wortham. We are a registered investment advisory firm. We are independent. We do work for clients, not companies. And it does all start with a plan. That means actually having a plan, knowing what you own and why you own it. So whether you're seeking advice on an old 401k, 403b, IRA rollover, investment planning, retirement planning, income planning, tax planning, social security maximization, a Roth conversion analysis, NUA analysis, and for some perhaps even in-service rollover, all those and more we can help, 513-575-9654. Visit our website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Email, share your thoughts to team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. And our home office is in Milford, but we also have locations in Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence, y'all. All right. Behavioral biases can affect your investment success. So let's jump into some of these. Understanding that market is volatile, so is most everything else going on in the world around us. So this gives you all the more reason that you want to start being proactive with your retirement plan so it can withstand the volatility that the market, our country, and the nations on this planet may face in the uh, current and foreseeable future. It's always something going on somewhere, right? Even if it's at home. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, the common investment behavioral biases, uh, behavioral biases, you know, potentially damaging behaviors typically caused by inaccurate decisions. It comes to investing. These emotions can have a huge impact on investment success, not only during your working years, but also during the retirement phase of your life. So going through some of these biases, we see that, um, you know, some you might be familiar with, others less so. And if you're listening out there, you may even be guilty of a few of these and can look back and say, yep, that's when that happened. And yep, that's when I did this and that. So our point is just to make you aware of all of them, remind you of some of them, um, how to overcome basically all of them and want you to be successful in retirement. So you might look at this, the big one, number one, that affects emotions, behaviors, and these biases would be something called overconfidence, just like it sounds, simply thinking that you have better information or better interpretation of information than others do, or even over those of the experts. And keep in mind, no one's perfect, including the analysts and the experts. But it's unlikely that the average investor will have better information with their own sources and analytical skills than the experts. And, um, you know, oftentimes you'll find yourself chasing returns instead of capturing them, and you'll end up being a day late and a dollar or two short. So, you know, just keep that in mind that you can be overconfident on the basis of what you believe you know and the information you have. Here's another one that we see and hear quite often is fear of regret. Now, just kind of like putting a, I'd say the description on this one is, this is where people hold on to an investment. Typically, this is company stock that we see when they have inside their, their company plan, like a 401k, for example. But when the market has taken and your portfolio is down, particularly this particular stock that you might be holding on to, to the extent that you want it to rebound so that you can then sell it without regret. So this is, I'd say this is most common, again, when people have inside of their company plan, they, they're holding on to company stock and they are just 
believers in that company, and they just know it's going to come back, right? It's got to come back. And then after it comes back, when it gets back to a break-even, this is maybe a form of gambling too, is the gambler who wants to break even before he cashes out. So maybe just a reminder about the long-term goal of investing is not just to buy and sell stocks at favorable points. The goal is to build wealth over time. Keep that in mind. Because another one that we see quite often is the seeking of pride. And really, this is the opposite of the fear of regret. This is when you sell the investment simply to experience the joy or the pleasure of maybe boasting how much you made on it. Hindsight, of course, being 2020, but let's give you an example. Let's hit the way back to a machine to 1997, someone who had purchased Amazon stock at their IPO, at their initial public offering. And then they sold it for a quick 20% gain, which is not bad. That's what you'd like to see for all of your investments. If you can average a 20% gain over time, that'd be phenomenal, right? Now, in this particular story, again, using hindsight, right? Instead of taking that quick 20% gain, you hold on to that Amazon stock. 25 years later, your portfolio, that $10,000 has grown to $5 million, Yes, I know that's kind of an extreme example, but that's what's happened to people over time, over different periods of time at least. Greg, any thoughts? Yep, you do see that. And um, some stocks you hold on to for a long time. Others you go in and out and uh, you sell when they meet certain targets. And this blending is a blending of strategies for a specific outcome. It's intentional. That's the point. An expert level approach to an intentional process, a strategy, a methodology, a repeatable one is the difference, uh, excluding emotion. So another here would be house money effect. Now that's equating gains as winnings and taking larger than normal risks since they were market-driven additions to your original investment. Taking those larger risks could jeopardize your gains and possibly turn those gains to losses. So the house money effects, it's kind of like um, if you're sitting at, say you were to play blackjack and you had $100 and you cause that to become $120 through serendipity and luck, you're $20 ahead. At some point, you put your $100 away and you start gambling out of the 20. Well, if you you start a cycle, you might feel good about playing with the house's money, but when do you resist the urge to add a little bit more in it? And when do you resist the urge to truly take those winnings away and deploy them in something safe? Um, meanwhile, what did you do with the money that you originally invested and now it's sitting in your pocket doing nothing. It's the whole picture of what you do with all buckets of money aligned to a purpose, aligned to an outcome. It needs to be contributing to uh, what you want it to do. Stagnation is not a, it's not a strategy. Uh, snake bite effect. Here's another. Uh, this is being willing to take on the risk or avoiding, um, say unwilling to take on a risk or avoiding a particular investment once it's dropped in value. It's just you, you know, been there, done that. I'm not trusting that one again. When it's not an emotional thing, this is an inanimate an object. It doesn't have um, a pulse. It doesn't have a conscience. It's not out to get you. It's not vindictive. It's not, uh, it's not euphoric. It's just, it is what it is. It's an investment. There are metrics to the investment. There are fundamentals to the investment. There's a reality and a fact-based assessment to be made to approach and to expect an outcome. So the downside of avoiding investments that have dropped in value, possibly missing out on the future potential of it going back up just because you wouldn't buy that particular investment at an inordinately or nice, welcomingly lower price just because you had some history, snake bite effect. 
avoid it. Well, here's another one that's a variation on the snake bite effect. And if you go back to, I don't know what decade it was when the show Hee Haw was on TV, and one of the songs, the refrain was, if it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Mm-hmm. Why Green I bring this yeah, agony all I don't, I don't want to sing, but anyways, why I bring this up is because we hear this from time to time from investors who say, well, just because I bought this particular stock is why it's going down. They have this own this mentality of they're the ones who somehow control the universe. And because they are the ones who bought this particular stock or into this particular fund, that's when it's going to go down in value. Now that's not actually true, of course, because none of us actually controls the universe. It's just sometimes it's, it's a semi humorous way of people's emotions thinking that they somehow are the effect or the cause of the effect of that particular item going down in value. Greg, any thoughts on that? Yes. Other than we have a guy at, last name's Murphy, works with us. Maybe we should have him change his last name to avoid the Murphy's Law effect. That's not one of these, is it? No. All right, so here's another one. Trying to break even, and again, this is recouping losses or at least attempting to recoup losses quickly by making a high-risk investment, which is another way of saying don't throw good money after bad by taking the unnecessary risks, which could result in greater or double your losses. A reference point, we see this from time to time, where people just they assign a particular selling point to a stock, which, you know, by the way, this is not necessarily a bad thing, but it is a thing that sometimes can limit your upside and also can limit your downside. If you pick a point that says, well, if it reaches this particular value, that's when I'm going to sell. And, you know, again, it can be a good thing. It can also be a bad thing. Familiarity deals with people investing only in companies or cities, municipalities, other entities such as that, in which you're only familiar with. And this happens often and can be okay for some of your money, again, a portion of your portfolio, but not all of it. So why only a portion of it? Because you might be passing up other investments or asset classes that have better potential. Greg? Yeah, the old old cliche, familiarity breeds contempt. Don't let it set in. I'm thinking about trying to break even. That there's a difference between trying to break even and trying to get even. That's a Kenny Rogers song, by the way. Yes, of course it is. Um, I think he covered a wide range of emotions during his career. Um, let's see. How about some mental accounting? This is classifying investments by accounts, such as retirement, education, IRAs, 401ks, etc., instead of asset classes. You're looking at it too high level. In other words, it's important to keep all of your accounts in mind, of course, and manage them as one large portfolio with the proper, proper like coverage, kind of like your portfolio at large is your household. Your household should have a certain recipe about it in the design. So therefore, you're not, you're not looking at it like, uh, boy, my household's made up of, of cookies and ice cream and milk and coffee. It's made more up of, nope, I just have a retirement recipe of success made up of specific ingredients. Those ingredients are asset classes. There are specific holdings of different stocks, bond, fixed income collections, maybe some annuities and some cash all put together in a plan that is the overall recipe that'll taste mighty good. And that's the way you want it. So it helps ensure that you have proper diversification amongst all the components that are needed, uh, limit and reduce redundancies, overlaps, which are inefficient and costly and can increase risk and lower return. All right, good time for a break. Our phone number, 513-575-9654. Call us so we can help. But stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC. The talk station.
Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Borthen. We are an independent RIA. That's a registered investment advisory firm. We do work for clients, not companies. That's Main Street and not Wall Street. Our phone number, 513-575-9654. Website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Email, team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. And our home office is in Milford, but we also have locations in Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence. Greg? Well, continuing down some behavioral biases that can affect your retirement success, we got down to the uh, the actual nitty-gritty of these, gone through several, kind of left off right after uh, mental accounting, jumping into something called representativeness. Representativeness, what on earth is that? Sounds like tatives, like taters. No, it's associating these like specific characteristics as representative of future success or failure, such as equating a good company with a good stock. Not all good companies do well in the stock market, right? It's important to see the whole picture in order to make informed investment decisions. Because if you think about it, that is really clearly a form of bias. You just say it's a good company, good stock, or maybe just because you like it. Maybe you like their brand, their logo. Maybe you use it yourself, which isn't a bad indication of an investment choice that, that shows that, you know, it's consumable and of which you're a consumer. And, but if you know a larger peer group, a larger herd mentality of, of using the goods and services from the company you, you like, or you quote unquote dig, then that, that could be a good indication. But if it's just very esoteric, watch out. That's too thin, too shallow and move on. Here's another one called the endowment effect. The endowment effect is when you place extra value on investments that you already own and you kind of feel a personal sense of loss or maybe it's you feel like you might have been wrong if you invest in something and you don't want to give it up because, again, that's admitting that you're wrong. Keep in mind that the investment, that means the stock, the bond, the mutual fund, the ETF, it doesn't know that you actually own it. It doesn't care, so to speak. And don't fall in love with your individual investments is really the bottom line on this one. Be willing to move on. That means sell if the price is right or the time is right to seek and find better investment opportunities. Another one is called the disposition effect. This is when we react to the media noise or the different types of of what we see and read and hear on the TV, the internet, etc. about company-specific news, but neglecting to react to the macroeconomic developments that are going on. And again, this type of behavior does lead to buying and selling investments at the worst possible times, it seems like. Think about it. Any news on investment that you read, that you see on TV, is likely, in fact, very likely, already been factored in, priced into the investment. So by the time you see it, you react upon it. That's the key is you're not really acting, you're reacting to that. Imagine if George Carlin had a skit on the emotional expressions of an investor who had bias. I could just see it and hear it. He did have some kind of skit. I was too young. I probably wasn't supposed to be listening to him. I don't know if my parents ever knew that I had listened to this man. But, um, you know, I just remember him saying, happy, and then make these faces, sad, excited, worried, anxious. And with that, he just had quite the body language going on. And it was hilarious. And these are forms of emotions, all of these that drive a, a aspect of bias in all the wrong directions when it comes to you and your money. So there's a thought. I might look that up and see if that's the way I remember it. But um, behavioral biases and retirement risks. Well, let's look at that. Okay. Are they common? You bet. 
Um, we do not expect you to be perfect, us perfect, anyone perfect, but you need to learn to avoid the biases. You're kind of getting that as the theme. Understanding, controlling emotions and the biases we have when it comes to investing, well, it can help avoid some of the missteps that can harm performance as well as falling short of your goals, meeting, exceeding, or falling short. Which do you want? So when making the investment decisions, uh, we all need to understand more than just the emotions and bias. We need to know what the objectives are, what the goals are, what your risk tolerance is, the family needs, the income needs, the time horizon dealing with, and you know so forth. There's, these are the components of ingredients that make up a very successful plan. We backfill in what meets those pseudo questions. You know, income needs, question mark. Family needs, question mark. Get it? We've, we complete the question with an answer that formulates by ingredient the recipe that is your overall plan uh, geared towards success. So to build a cohesive plan, you more than likely uh, don't want to, uh, let's say, not try to figure this out, right? And you don't want to figure it out on your own because sometimes you don't know the right questions. It's kind of like the old adage, you don't know what you don't know. Well, we do it every day. We pretty much know what you need to know about this, and that will increase the odds and the probability of, of having a huge amount of success along with that. So there are risks that you need uh, to certainly be aware of in retirement, and you have to account for these. You must account for these as part of your retirement plan or you're dealing with an incomplete plan. Can you imagine, as um, let's say, a pilot with, a, you know, let's say 200 passengers on a jumbo jet and they're all lives in your hands? Some people refer to the number of people on their plane as the number of lives on their plane. And you just don't have a complete set of, of uh, instruments. You don't have a complete radar. You don't have radio connection that's consistent with the tower. And your co-pilot is, is um, what is that? What's that disease where people can't stay awake? <laughs> Narcoleptic or something. You just have a lot working against you. This is like you not having the complete completeness of what you need for your retirement. Just don't do it that way, please. Well, here's another risk that we see quite a bit. And, and think about this, longevity risk. And yes, life expectancies, now the rate of increase may have slowed down dramatically as far as the post-pandemic about life expectancy still going up, still increasing, medical advances still improving. All that's tying into the fact that, yes, there's many people who mm, different. Well, I'll, I'll not get into the politics of this just yet. I'll just simply say, Life expectancies have, have kind of plateaued here in the last couple of different years. But that still means that many retirees today could easily, and here's, here's where it could be the good or the bad or the ugly. You might be enjoying 25 to 30 years of retirement, or you might be attempting to survive 25, 30 years of retirement. What's it going to be? Is it going to be something that you're enjoying or just attempting to survive? Another risk, big risk recently, is inflation risk. Depending upon who you ask or where you look, inflation's gone up, according to the government, less than 4% from last year to this year or to next year, right? Now, if you're actually buying bread, eggs, and milk, other types of groceries or paying different expenses, you'll find inflation has actually gone up more dramatically than that. So what exactly is the impact or the effect of inflation? It really means this. The purchasing power of our dollar has gone down. How much has it gone down? Is it just 3 or 4% or is it more than that? And is it always uniform across all different sectors of the economy? And of course, the answer to that is no. In different sectors, sometimes inflation or the impact of inflation is much more dramatic than others. So when it comes to health insurance, property taxes, many other types of assets that we 
you know, are purchasing in our lives, their prices will definitely go up over time, but sometimes they'll dramatically jump up from one year to the next. And that's where your plan, your financial plan, your retirement plan needs to at least take into account the impacts of inflation. Greg? Most certainly. And looking at another one, volatility risk. Uh, this risk in particular, of course, it relates to um, most of the previous emotions in some way or another that we've been discussing. But as you get closer to retirement, the amount of volatility you allow in your portfolio and what you want it to take on is probably significantly less than when you started working. And that one would hope, and that's quite true, doesn't mean you eliminate all risk. And for some, it may it may mean you, you limit some risk, just some risk, um, and others, at least half the risk. So just some things that need to be worked through based on all those other criteria of what your needs are, cash flow needs, the investments you have to work with, your actual risk tolerance, and your time horizon. So coming back to that, you know, you never can leave those fundamentals. But everyone's situation is, in fact, also different. Uh, so we need to plan for that difference in your life. The golden rule or good rule of thumb here is that uh, the less cushion you have or the less money or income sources you have for retirement, the less volatility you can handle. Does that make sense? You know, you, you just, if you're going to cut it too close, you might need more safety. If you got most things in line and it's good, you can take on a little more risk because you don't have as much dependency on it. There's just so much we can consider and work together and it's complimentary. So give us a call. We'll assess your situation and help you out for sure. There's more. There's much more. Our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Again, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. Now, on behalf of Greg, myself, James, thank you for listening today. Have a great week weekend. Remember this, sound money, where good things are believable, achievable, and true for you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.